you cross the border. You lose your memory all over again. And coming back doesn't fix it? If it did, would I have come running in yelling terrible news? If we leave, our cursed selves become our only selves. I am both. Just like you. You are both. The town is both. We are both. Greetings from Storybrook. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. And we're back. Uh, episode two of the second season just aired uh, this Sunday evening. Uh, we are both. Uh, now, yeah, just uh, 15 words or less, Anne-Marie. What did you think about it? Not as much action, but still freaking good. I, I, I'm, I'm inclined <laughs> to agree. I'll, a lot of uh, new rules to find, yes. um, some uh, fan speculation maybe confirmed. Uh, but I, first of all, uh, before we get into the talk about the episode, I just want to thank everyone who downloaded the podcast this week. We got, yeah, yeah, we got about four hundred downloads on the second ep- or the uh, the, the first, first offici- episode, first yes. official episode, the second episode in the seat feed so uh th- thank you to everyone if you haven't subscribed yet uh go ahead on over to itunes uh, if you just search for once upon a time in the podcast section you'll find it it's right on the first page if you want to subscribe that really helps us out it brings up our numbers maybe brings us up a little on itunes that'd be nice definitely definitely and uh, i'll go ahead and mention it here uh in the front of the show because we're going to be do- doing some spoilers at the end so you might not hear it if if you drop out before the spoilers but if you have any fan theories anything you want to mention about this episode uh you can find our email twitter google plus page facebook page everything else at greetingsfromstorybrook.com but uh now uh let's go ahead and to the episode all right definitely let's do it Okay, so we open up uh, in the episode, and the dwarves are about to experiment. They're ready at the line. They're like, all right, this is our mission. Yeah, they're ready ready at the outskirts of Storybrooke, and they want to see if they can actually leave since they haven't been able to the entire time. Because bad things happen when people try to leave Storybrooke. And now, what happens? The curse is broken. Mm. Can they just run freely through the streets or not? So they draw straws, and uh, Sneezy ends oh, up drawing the short stra- straw, and uh, they push him over the line. Zip, zap, zoom, magic happens, and he loses his memory of his uh, fairy tale land self. He is only his storybook self now. He's like, what are you people doing? What's going on? And they're like, no! Yeah, which it was just even in that opening scene. It was really nice getting to see like the dwarves dynamic happen, but it was it was a little jarring to have that dynamic happening when they weren't in fairy tale land, when they were all yes. in their storybook, their storybook um, gear. There's a guy in a suit, and yeah. There's Dopey with his big old hat, like especially especially since uh, Grumpy's storybook character is so different, completely has, different. Yeah, completely he has a different. completely different kind. He's like the town drunk, basically. Exactly. When he's in a uh, no. storybook, and and they, and I mean he's he's not exactly a a jolly person. Yeah, he's no ray of sunshine. Uh, in either land, but uh, it, it, very cool nonetheless. Definitely. 
Okay, uh, then we, we uh, get into downtown Storybrooke proper, and everything's all messed up from it's the wraith. destroyed. Rafes. Like, at first I was like, what happened? Then I was like, oh, yeah, the wraith. We never really dealt with the aftermath of that. Mm-hmm. Tore up. It's like a hurricane went through there. Psh, cars overturned. The road is all wibbly-wobbly. Mm-hmm. Crazy. A, a disaster emergency shelter center set up in the gymnasium exactly yeah have you lost a family member do you know who you are Mm. has your house been broken (laughs) love it yeah and there's a actually both at the front end of the episode and at the end of the episode there's a couple of big like info dump kind of montages right and uh the the big thing to take away from the one at the beginning is that uh august or pinocchio Yes. Blinks. He's he's still a wooden man. But he blinks. But he blinks, which uh, comes into play a little bit later. Right. We'll get to that. But it's good to know he's still alive. Definitely. Because that was a concern of mine. I was like, what Mm -hmm. happened to Pinocchio? Because he got to be solid wood. Was he going to turn back into a human? Or what's going on? Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, you know, with as big of a character as he was last season, I didn't really think he was going to die. But then again, I wouldn't have thought that uh, the Huntsman... Would die either. Oh, Queen not Oh, <laughs> so season. sad still. But there's been rumor he might come might back. come back for some more flashbacks. People people or... have been saying, Hey, maybe they'll bring back the huntsman. I'm going, Hey, the huntsman's dead. But maybe mm. in a flashback. Well, the nice thing is is they have all these flashbacks, and if they kill off a character, that character can we, we still might get to see him even exactly. if it's not in, you know, exactly. Storybrook or whatever. Right. Okay, so as we said, you know, uh, the town is in crisis mode. Complete. And uh, then we go over and we uh, visit Regina. And, uh, yeah, let's see. She's here. trying desperately to use her magic. It has left her once again. She's, mm-hmm. like, hovering over a candle going, come on, just light. Just light. And it would flicker and then be out. And then she throws it in the fireplace. You know, come to think of it, that's a little later in the episode. Yeah, that happened a little later. What happens first is that Charming busts in. Ah, Charming. My old shenanigans. Yeah, he he comes in (laughs) trying to trying to find out what Regina knows about what happened to Mary Margaret and Emma in the last episode, where they got sucked over into fairy tale land. And my notes are not as good as his. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, you had to work late tonight. I did have to work. My brain's a little fried. But, uh, you know, uh, he's basically trying to get some information out of her as to, it does fairy tale land still exist? Were you lying to me about that? And he does make the accusation to her that, you know, the, the trick with the wallpaper, uh, when she was, you know, the branches holding him and everything, right. that that Definitely. was, that was kind of like a temporary thing. And he, he's right. Uh, cause we do find out later in the episode, she is having some <laughs> issues with her magic. Exactly. But, uh. Cause like he, he does say during that. If you had your magic back, we wouldn't all be here. Mm-hmm. So. so then we flash over to Storybrooke to find out the story of how Regina got her magical powers. You mean Fairytale Land? Oh, yeah, Fairytale Land. <laughs> it's a little late for me, too. It happens. <laughs> so. But uh, so we flash back to Fairytale Land, and Regina's booking out of the kingdom on a horse. Uh, this is pre her marrying Snow White's father and everything. Right. And her mother, you know. Lots well, she of... gets she gets to one point. She's like, "Come on, we're almost free!" And then phew, the trees reach out and grab mm-hmm. her, and her mother appears. 
Yeah, a, a lot of a lot of magical tree arms already. Lots this of tree season. arms. Lots of tree <laughs> arms. There's also lots of just going off that sort of jail references I've noticed mm-hmm. between both episodes and with the trees grabbing people and lots of capturing. Yeah, in but- some something I noticed. Uh, I thought it was an interesting parallel because Cora, Regina's mother, actually has set up a sort of the same kind of uh, spell that they have in Storybrooke to keep all the fairy tale characters in Storybrooke. Similar, yeah. For Regina, just to keep her in the kingdom to where she can't leave the kingdom unless the king is with her. Right. Which I thought was an interesting parallel. And you do see... You see uh, the spell possibly reappear. Mm Mm-hmm. And you, you, you do see a spell book there, too, that which the comes book, into play. That brings in the book, which is a huge basis of the episode. Yeah, that comes into play a little bit later. Okay, and uh, then we get back to Storybrooke. Uh, we, we're there at the Crisis Center and everything. Prince Charming shows up, and everyone's wondering, you know, he was the sovereign leader of right. the Enchanted Force. Everyone's like, what's, a, what's the plan, boss? And he has no plan. He's got nothing. He's and, got nothing. And then the dwarves come back and let We have bad news! We terrible have bad, news! Terrible news! Terrible news! <laughs> Would I have said terrible news? <laughs> I love, love Grumpy. Grumpy. I, I, uh, wow. I, I actually, about a month in some change ago, I got the opportunity to meet him briefly at Dragon Con. I was going to try and get an interview with him, but unfortunately it didn't work out. But he was a very nice guy, had a very nice agent and everything. Maybe next year. Okay, so we terrible we, news. Terrible news, and you know we find out officially. We mentioned it earlier, but we find out officially that if you leave Storybrooke, you're the Storybrooke version of yourself from He's all you there want. on out. So, uh, so charming then declares, "Okay, give me two hours, and mm-hmm. I will have the plan to solve everything." And he starts walking away, starts walking away. Because that, that suffice. And they're like, okay, two hours. We can do two hours. Mm-hmm. And then Red comes up, so what's the plan? He's like, I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I got nothing. I got to go find the plan. <laughs> and we leave him to do that. And then uh, Regina, after the scene we mentioned with the candle, trying yeah, to get the candle. spark going on, then she gets a spark of her own. And she heads out the house to go and try and do something. We don't know what yet. And Dr. Hopper, uh, poor Jiminy Cricket's there, trying to reach out to her, you know, trying to uh, be like, you know. If you need someone to talk with, to help figure out who you really are. And then, you know, she's like, I I know who I am. And Scout. Yeah, yeah, I I thought actually uh, this episode that Regina, Regina's performance, uh, maybe not so much in in, uh, Fairytale Land, but in in the Storybrooke Regina was very, very layered. More so than we've seen from the character. Oh, completely. She had a lot going on. And she showed it all. She Mm -hmm. definitely was not holding anything back. And you like that. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Okay, so we go back to Fairytale Land. Mm -hmm. And uh, Regina and Little Snow from last season, who looks so much like like her older counterpart. She really does. Like that was some great casting. Maybe, maybe a little less this season, just because well, you know grew. she's growing up a little bit. But especially, uh, you know, we weren't around last season, so we really didn't get a chance to touch on it. But it, 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 best casting for like a younger version of a character Definitely. I think I've ever seen. Yeah, like, she's really. So believable, perfect, like the face shape, because she's got such a definite 
face that it's mm-hmm. really impressive. Yeah, so uh, you know, her and Regina are sitting there in the, the royal drawing room or whatever. Right. And uh little snow little snow. Little snow. Uh reaches into Regina's jewelry box and pulls out the engagement ring from last season that the stable boy gave her. Bum, bum, bum. And uh ask ask where it came from and then we're treated to this beautiful, beautiful, not at all disturbing scene. Completely of Re- disturbing, petrified, almost screamed at the TV, <laughs> won't lie. But Regina telling Snow that, uh, yes, that was from the stable boy, who is, didn't just leave me, is dead because, because of, of you, you. And now I'm going to choke you with a gold chain. And she pulls. And, and then, pulls. just kidding. That was it a It was all a dream. <laughs> Oh, no, you're bringing that back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so then she's just like, yep, that was from the stable boy. and Or no, she didn't. Rem- she said she didn't remember where she got it from. Mm-hmm. And that's that. And then we have a brief scene with Regina and her father, which is nice to see him back again. Since, yes. you know, back he, from the dead. Pro since, zombie. Since he got his heart cut out last season. And Regina's just basically asking him, you know, how did her mother become this evil bee that she is? And he tells her that... She met a man before him. Yeah. uh, This mysterious man who gave her a book of magic. Basically, yeah. And there there aren't many characters uh, where... it's, It's made very clear that... Her mother won't even say the guy's name. Right. Which, if there's a name involved, most likely it's Mr. Gold is involved, too. Or Rumpelstiltskin <laughs> is involved, too. So, uh, Regina, back to Storybrooke. Regina shows up at Mr. Gold's shop looking for this book. Looking for the book. She's pulling everything out, digging all over, and Gold shows up. The library is closed, dear. It's <laughs> under the clock. Or it's under the clock tower. And you closed it when you had magic. Yeah, and uh, it, basically the way the scenes are cut, it's very much implied that Mr. Gold is the character uh, that taught uh, her magic or her, her mother, mother magic. magic. And so, and we find a couple of things out in the scene. For one, uh, the one main directive, the one you know, the thing that Gold had set up in the curse to benefit him, that anytime he said please, she had to listen, doesn't work anymore. Right. So uh, this is one of the. F- one of two times in the episode where we realized that even mis- though Mr. Gold is kind of the puppet master behind the entire series and everything that's going on, a couple of things aren't going quite according to plan. Right. He's, things are definitely not going in Gold's direction right now. Yeah, There's just like a moment of surprise, but he hides it because, he's, you know, he, he, wants to look, he wants to look powerful, even, even though he doesn't, he, things gonna, aren't going his way necessarily. Right. She she uh, is trying. She starts pressing him to find out what what's going on with him, what his plans are, and just I think more to get rid of her than anything. He kind of puffs uh, the magic uh, spell book that we saw earlier in the episode <laughs> right. out of thin air and hands it to Regina. Tells her uh, she's reminding him more and more of her mother just to get under her skin. Of course, and, uh, like I told you once, you didn't look anything like your mother when you walked away there. <laughs> and then she takes off oh one thing i forgot to mention from that scene uh we're also it's also verified that both gold and regina know that uh fairy tale land still exists out there right 
which is something that they're not telling anybody. Right. That's their at, one at of their point. secrets. Yeah. One of their few secrets, because I mean, all their secrets are being revealed. Mm-hmm. People are coming across them, but they both knew that the Enchanted Forest was still there, and there were people still there. Mm-hmm. So. so back in Fairy Tale Land, uh, Regina sneaks into her mother's bedroom, gets the book, and uh, what, what's the name? She calls him it, like she Schlitzkin. Yeah, Schlitzkin, something it. like that. She butchered it, and he he, show, he shows up, and I, I thought it was really cute. Uh, he says, "Allow me to introduce myself." Which is, is that a Rolling Stones song? Please allow me to introduce myself. I'm a man of wealth and taste. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and then it goes. You're go, going to sing go, every week, aren't you? It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then it goes on. Won't you guess my name? Which is a very oh my god complete reference to Rumpelstiltskin. Right. I, although I'm I, sure. I think the song's actually about the devil, but that that could fit Rumpelstiltskin. Well, he is the evil one, or the dark, the one. dark one, the dark one, same thing. Yeah, so basically, fairy tale lands devil, right? But uh, we get some more information in in this section. Right. One that Rumpelstiltskin goes back a long way with yes. Regina's family, and that Rumpelstiltskin has seen Regina before when she was more portable. Portable, dearie. Oh. Yes, so he has been around basically for her entire life just waiting mm-hmm. for her to call him, kind of. Yeah. Realize that she needs him, wants him, something. Well, if we know anything about good old Rumple, he plays the long game. Yeah, he's in it for the long run. He'll, you know, be like, you owe me. And then like 762 late years later, <laughs> okay, so that favor I needed... I, I don't know if you noticed, actually, in this scene, his accent was kind of all across the board in this scene and the other one in Fairytale Land, because it was kind of like, it, it was the normal rumple thing, and then he would, like, slip into, like, almost a British, like, a hard and British no, accent. No, didn't notice the British. You, yeah, I, I, I noticed it more, because I watched it twice tonight, and uh, I noticed it more the first time through. I think I was concentrating more on content the second time through, but it really kind of got to me a little, just, like, a little weird to my ear. Right. But, uh, you know, we, we learn that he has this history, and then he gives Regina what he says, a portal to an, a small, annoying land, which we right. should talk about that a little bit. Um, because basically, if if you remember last season, a lot of fans had a theory, and uh, I, if this is right, it'll be spoilery, but it's just speculation at this point, that the the masked Queen of Hearts in Wonderland was Regina's mother. Right. And a small, as in Alice had to drink the the potion oh. to become small to enter it, annoying land, that could be Wonderland. That, I, I'm thinking that's where the portal leads, and that means that the fan speculation from last season that Regina's mother, Cora, was the Queen of Hearts is correct, and that explains why she would have Regina's father there, right. and why they would seem to know each other so well, and why she recruits the Mad Hatter to b- build a hat, a working hat oh. for her, so she can get back. Which that comes into play a little oh, later in the episode. Oh, so much too. later, my brain is like, pa, right <laughs> now. He didn't mention this at all. Oh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I, I think I think that might end up being one of the the. Or some branch of, of that. Definitely some branch of that, at least. 
Yeah. But it, that makes, well, towards the end, mm-hmm. is that Wonderland? But anyway. Because if I remember correctly, the, the episode with the Mad Hatter and Wonderland happened immediately before the first episode with Cora, Regina's mother, in it, too. I think so, so yeah. Which I th- even before there, we knew that Cora was going to be that episode, people were speculating it was her mom. Yeah. Which means that relationship was just already there. Mm-hmm. So if if that's if that's the deal, then uh, you, you know problem solved, and the fans were right. So, but I guess I guess we'll probably see in based on the fact that Cora comes back at the end of the episode, uh, we might see that sooner rather than later. To I love it. I love Cora. Definitely, she, she's who, who plays her. Barbara Hershey. Yes. I believe she's the right level of evil for it. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. love it. Okay, so now we go back to Storybrooke. And Henry and Charming slash David are trying to figure out how to, how to get, you know, mother slash grandmother slash wife slash daughter back right. uh, from fairytale land. And uh, Henry uh, recognizes the hat as the Mad Hatter's hat, goes to the old um, storybook that he used all right. last season to get Emma to believe and flips to his picture, which I think I think that book might end up. Going from just like a piece of evidence mm-hmm. that the fairy tales are real to being more of a guidebook this season. Right. I think it's just helping them be like, oh, okay, this is how that goes. This is how that, like, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm really hoping that we do find out. And I, I think the creators have said that we will, but, you know, find out who wrote the book. Who, yeah. Who was able to actually document mm-hmm. so many different stories in one book? Yeah. But anyway, anyway. They, mm-hmm. they identify that it's the Mad Hatter. and But so, they don't know who it is in Storybrooke. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't think Henry's ever ran across him or anything. Somehow, no. No, because well, he, he kept to himself. Yeah, he was closed up in that mansion, and then he, he disappeared, and then he showed up at Regina's place. Yeah, it was many levels. Just one time. Awkward. So, uh, but Charming knows of someone who could help him find him, which, of course, is Rumpel. Of course. Uh, Mr. Gold. So he goes to Mr. Gold's shop. I love. I loved Mr. Gold's line. Uh, so something like, what was it? it? It was something like, I I, I kind of wasted the money on the clothes sign because people just keep coming right. in. And he's been yeah, trying to be was... closed since the magic came back. Right. But in in uh, Prince Charming slash David goes in there and he's he's in complete control of the situation. Oh, he's yeah. like, I want something to find someone. I'm not going to tell you who it is. I'm not going to tell you what I want them for. Just give me something like the ring to find them. Mm-hmm. And uh, Gold kind of thinks it's funny, but then he decides to strike up a deal. He's like, you leave me alone. I'll leave you alone. I'll give you this potion. We're done. And the deal struck. Yes. Uh, he's given a little potion and told to put it on whatever object uh, they have of the person he's trying to find. So he goes outside. He dumps it on the hat. Okay. The hat flies around the corner and lands on a car that's been flipped upside down. And there's... During the race and nobody's found him. Mm-hmm. And it's Jefferson. And there's Jefferson. So he helps him get out. And uh, then he's like, they have to have a conversation yes. because uh, he's he, got some questions. Yeah. He wants some answers. Okay, so then uh, we go to City Hall and everyone's waiting on Prince Charming to come give his plan his, of attack. His, spe- his speech, his plan, yeah. And uh, a very funny scene with uh, Granny and her crossbow. Oh, Granny. And... Granny, do you really need that? Yeah, basically, yes, <laughs> I do. And uh, so Henry's trying trying to get uh, David up on the phone and everything, and boom, 
Regina shows up. And I, 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 you know, we're trying to keep the podcast clean, uh, but I wrote down the B is back. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can you can fill the B in for whatever you want, but yeah, basically this is the first time we've seen, you know, all guns flaring, oh, evil yeah. queen in Storybrooke. She has her magic back. Exactly. Uh, you know, she's she's throwing people across the room with a gesture. She's, she's catching arrows in midair. Into fire. And she basically shows up. She wants Henry back. And uh, so he's he's like... He volunteers himself. He's like, just leave them all alone. I will come with you. Yeah, he, he does the heroic thing. Of course. It's, it's he, kind, of, kind of the family in, trait. Right. It's in his genes. It's in his genes. <laughs> so she takes Henry and they go back to the house. And he, he immediately books it upstairs, goes to his room, pulls out uh, the sheet. The sheet to get to escape. I'm like, you've been in the house for 2.5 seconds. You couldn't have waited an hour? Well, do you really want to be stuck in a house with an evil queen? I don't, but you think she's not going to notice if you disappear right away? She was talking to you as you walked up the stairs. <laughs> like, she wasn't done with the sentence and you're climbing out the window. I, I think I think he was just, uh, you know, trying to get out while the getting was good, not really thinking about it. But again, another WTF Henry moment exactly. for the week. But, I, you know, she, she uh, more magic trees, grab them. Exactly. Like bring I them said, back they in. came back. The exact same spell that kept her at her house mm-hmm. is keeping Henry at his house. Yeah, and then they go right into this conversation between Regina and Henry where he's like, how are you, long are you going to be keeping me prisoner here? It, it, it's basically like a parallel version of the conversation she had with her, her mother right. in the fairy tale land flashback at the beginning of the episode where basically he's like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here with you i don't want to be i don't want you. magic i don't want anything to do with this and she's trying to convince him and she i pulled out a cupcake mm-hmm. out of thinner <laughs> that it looked like a very tasty cupcake it was though. a huge cupcake yeah with icing and stuff maybe uh once things settle down maybe she can she can open up a nice little cupcake shop too right cupcakes while you wait <laughs> anyway but you know and you can see just a hint of recognition and regret in her as right. as we leave she the scene. She knew what she did. Which which again uh mad props to her her performance in this episode. That that in the following scene with her are some of my favorite moments the character's ever had. Right. Okay, so David and Jefferson are talking at the cafe and uh, he's basically saying, is there any way we can get there and get my wife and daughter? What can we do? What daughter? can we do? I need to get them. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And Jefferson's like, no, there's, there's, you killed the hat. Yeah, the, the hat's pretty you much broke destroyed. It. What do you want me to do? Like, there's nothing I can do. Mm-hmm. And then he just runs away. <laughs> he starts <laughs> flipping tables and takes off down the street uh, where Rhett. No, go ahead. I was going to say one thing he said, said a line I really liked, and it kind of ties into uh, David's speech a little later on in the episode. He, he's like, you know, we'll be forced to live here forever. Two lives in our head, cursed forever. I want to stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I, th- I thought that was a very, a very important line. Well, yes. You know, you know just uh, kind of introducing the idea that 
and, and, you know, the creators had introduced it uh, in the interviews leading up to the second season starting, but very much there's the dynamic that there's the Storybrooke characters and there's the fairy tale land characters, and they're both existing in the same head. So we're almost getting a third new character out of every person there. Right. So the uh, charming uh, Red comes up and she's like, uh, "Evil Queen took Henry. Uh, you got to stop him." And he's like, "No, I got to go chase Jefferson because he's the only." Way. No, you got to stop him. Yes, stop him. So uh, Charming grabs his sword and heads over to Regina's. Right. And uh, basically she's like, he's he's like, give me Henry or else, you know, holding up the sword, right. being, and uh, being all Prince Charming. Definitely. And she's like, you're not going to need your sword. She's, he's like, I can fight whatever you can conjure. And it's like, no, you're not going to need your sword. And goes to Henry and says, you're going to be leaving with David. Mm-hmm. And, lets, and lets him go. And she confirmed something that Jefferson told her earlier that uh, story, or Fairytale Land is still and out there. The Enchanted Forest still exists. Yes. And, and, you know, she's very reticent. And I think she's she kind of uh, realizes how much like her mother she was being. And right. that if she ever wants Henry's love, she's going to have to let him come to that on his own. Right. She, this episode was a lot of her looking for redemption. Yeah. Like, she's really, like, you know, things get worse before they get better. She got worse by getting the magic back, but now it looks like she's mm-hmm. trying to get better. Yeah, it was, like, the, it, it was the path, the slow path to redemption for modern Regina, and the flashback was her path to corruption from, yeah, which is another interesting parallel. But and then there like there's another big info dump montage at the end. What what do we find out? Let's see, um, first of all, we see that Storybrook. Oh wait, we no, for, we forgot yeah. one of the most important parts. Pretty much. Oh, but before he goes over to Regina's house, he stops everyone from Storybrook from leaving because they're so freaked out by the fact that the evil queen's back that everyone's like, okay, we're just going to go and we're going to become normal people. Forget this magic stuff. Right. We're done. And that, so no, they all have like everything piled on their cars. It's yeah, like Beverly Hillbillies. out of town. Right. And then charming and red pull up and charming makes his big speech. Like we are both of these characters. I am Prince Charming, and I am also David. They are actually working together to make me who I am. We are both. Which is where the name of the episode comes from. Of course. In the the whole episode, he's been struggling to figure out how to take control of the situation because he was always the action guy, and Snow was always the the words. Yeah. So, and he 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 finally gets it together and uh, basically gives this big stirring speech saying. You know, I don't know if we're ever going to make it back to the Enchanted Forest. I don't know if things are – the curse is going to come back here in Storybrooke. But for now, what we need to do – Live your lives. Live your lives. Open your shops. Open the schools. Mm -hmm. Be who you are, basically. And And they're all like, oh, okay, you know, that sounds good. We'll do that. And they'll start turning around. (laughs) (laughs) Then at the end of the episode, we see that happening. The shops are opening back up. The seven dwarves are going off to try and mine some frickin' fairy dust. Exactly. And they run into the, into Sneezy and he's like, what are you guys doing? Because they've all got their, you know, pickaxes and stuff. They're like, brother, 
we're going to get some fairy dust. <laughs> do what we do best and mine some fairy dust. And I'm sure he's still very confused he has, because he's like, he's still, he, 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 what, what is he, a dentist? Something, yeah. a dentist, a businessman, something that requires a suit. Mm. Yeah. And uh, then, then we see um, Henry tell Geppetto where Pinocchio is. He goes to where Pinocchio was stuck on the bed. And Pinocchio's well, gone, but he left his hat. So Geppetto knows his son's at least alive. Right. He was there. Nice. He was there recently. Mm-hmm. Like, that's so... Yeah, and we see Mr. Gold standing at the edge of town. I don't I don't know if he's uh No no no. Go back. Um when Charming went to Gold to get the potion, mm-hmm. he had mentioned what happens at the edge of town. Oh yeah, we never mentioned We never that. left that. Well, never... I would assume people have seen the episode, hopefully. If if not the, if not go watch the episode cuz the episode is a lot better than our this review. Yeah. I'll take better notes next week. <laughs> but when, because you could tell that Charming didn't want to tell him, mm-hmm. that was what I thought was good. Because he's, you know, he's gaining that, his strength and his power, trying to regain his town ta- or his kingdom. Mm-hmm. And he finally Gold's like, so what really does happen? You would think Gold would know, because Gold yeah. seems to know all the ins and outs. And he's like, oh, you don't remember your old life. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he leaves, uh, Gold, Gold starts tearing out. the plays apart. He's breaking things with his cane. But anyway, back to where we're. Gold is standing at the edge of Storybrooke. Yeah, I don't like. I'm not sure what that was supposed to mean. I'm not sure if that he was just analyzing the situation. If he was thinking about stepping over, but it definitely that's the second thing in the episode that it really seems like some things about this whole situation are not going the way he thought they would go. Right, things are definitely not going in Gold's way. Well, I, I I'd assume the reason that kind of cheeses him off. Is because I, I'm I'm sure this whole thing is a plan for him to find his son, or to you know. Well, see, in here I thought he was going to run away with Belle. Well, a the, little bit, even the, though she did not appear. Thing is, say I, some of the machinations of this whole curse plan thing started well before Belle, and we're going right. on during but the I initial falling in love period. Of I'm sure Belle's part of it now because he, he also he didn't know until the season finale. uh, right from last season that she was even still alive right so it you know but things are not going exactly as he planned them or he wanted them to he's looking for a loophole now Mm -hmm. and uh then a a nice little scene with a grandfather and grandson at at the uh, diner having their burger having their coke yeah taking drinks of coke at the same time and everything and we go back to uh, modern day fairy tale land where Mary Margaret and Emma are being captured. Dragged. They're captured. They're captured. Again, capturing. Uh, by Mulan and Aurora. And they're being led to the village of people the who. The survivors. For, yeah, the people who, for whatever reason, weren't affected by the cur- curse and are left there in this dark, crazy, Small, lonely land. Like, kind of a hippie mm-hmm. village. Yeah, and they're we, all working together. Yeah, when when they're led into town, I I don't know if it's because there's new people or because of there's a certain new person. Uh, everyone in town kind of snaps to attention. I I almost thought that they recognized. They knew it snow. was snow. Yeah, they know it's her. How did Mulan not know it's snow? Well, she's I I think she's from another land or another world. Okay, but then Aurora. Didn't Ar- she know? Aurora's been asleep though. She's 
still knew who Snow was. Would she? She's only been asleep for 28 years. All this happened 28 years ago. Hmm. Snow is the reason for the curse. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I feel that. that Aurora would know. But maybe she... Aurora's a little flighty. Yeah. So she really could be like, mm, short hair, I don't know. Well, plus she's she's the princess of another area entirely. Right. She might not so even care. She didn't care. Uh, but anyway, you know, in they try and make a break for it. Mary, Margaret, and Emma do. And Mulan, you know, basically knocks Snow out and they get thrown into prison. Into the pit. Uh, with a, dart, a sh- figure back in the background offering her help. And it turns out to be Regina's mother, Cora. Yeah, Cora. And they, that's where we end the episode. Overall, though, a very, very cool episode. Right. But uh, that you know that pulls in that whole, is that little sort of village of survivors, if you want to go back to your other theory about Wonderland. Mm-hmm. That doesn't look like any Wonderland I've ever seen. Yeah, and, it, well, it, it couldn't, it, and, I, and I don't think they prisoner. would. I don't, I don't know if they would be in Wonderland. I don't know if everyone there would be from Wonderland because Unihost was in Wonderland was Jefferson. Right. As far as we know. I mean, obviously they could. He had portals. Yeah, he had portals. He could have left at any time. But the last time we saw him, he was stuck in Wonderland. But it, it'll be interesting to see and see why those people weren't affected. I don't. I want to know. I want to know how they got skipped, basically. Mm-hmm. They got jumped. Not everybody yep. could be in an enchanted tree. It's just not possible. <laughs> There's not that many trees. The blue fairy would know. I mean, it, it's all, it's always possible that some, some prime characters, including one we're going to be seeing next week, uh, in the form of Lancelot. Spoiler. Spoiler. Uh, but it was in the, <laughs> it, it, was in the, it was in the trailer at the end of the episode. I think that's safe. Oh, I missed the trailer. Yeah, but you know, it just it seems like it's a whole bunch of characters from a bunch of different lands, so maybe, you know, it, this is the dumping ground for some of the major characters from all the lands. Right. So we we'll, we'll see next week, but overall a very very, very fun episode. Very good episode. Liked it a lot. And uh, it, one of the things that I thought was most interesting about it was the mention of Rumpel's history with Regina's family. Right. Some people are actually speculating that because her father mentions that uh, Cora knew Rumpelstiltskin before Cora knew Regina's father. Right. That maybe it's possible in, in the fact that Rumpelstiltskin had held Regina as a baby. As a baby. Maybe it's possible that we're going to have a Luke, I am your father moment with Rumpelstiltskin, and he's going to end up being Regina's actual that's just, father. That's just crazy. Yeah, and it's, it seems a little that's obvious. That's a little farce. But, you know, with how much fairy tales are based on, you know, the hero's journey, like the Joseph Campbell model, hero's journey, and how much Star Wars was. Yeah, it might be cliche, but it also fits the cliches of fairy tales. So that that would be very interesting. But I'm sure I'm sure there's going to be several flashbacks to uh, coming up to uh how rumple and regina's family have interacted over the years right i can't wait to i I hope they go back and do where cora and rumple first really meet Mm because that would be really neat to see that interaction one other thing that i kind of found interesting was when henry and uh prince charming are talking and identifying who might have who owned the hat the mad hatter uh prince charming says that his care or his uh Storybrooke 
ver- the storybook version of him remembers reading about the Mad Hatter, which really got me thinking, what came first, the fairy tale land or mm-hmm. the stories? Oh. Like, it, it did, is fairy tale land there because the stories were were written in our world? Or, or vice versa. Yeah. Or is his Balefire or somebody been in the real world writing these stories based on his homeland. I, I, I just thought it, it, and I mean, it might be, especially for ABC primetime, that might be a little meta yeah, uh, for, for them to tackle. But that was actually, especially, uh, there's a, a comic book that has a very similar premise to Once Upon a Time, uh, but it, they, they go in a completely different direction. It's called Fables by Bill Willingham. And they addressed a lot of that sort of stuff in in fables, specifically the book Jack of Fables about, you know, they had like a whole race of people who were like the authors of the stories from the homeland and everything. But I, 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 I would like to see them address that in the show, but it might be a little too heady for Sunday night at 8 p.m., yes. the old uh, wonderful world of Disney spot. Yes, definitely. <laughs> it might be a little much. Um, one thing I really liked from this episode, I liked that Red was finding her power in her voice. Mm-hmm. I loved that she was like, no, come on, everybody, this is what we need to do. Okay, charming. What What can I tell people, basically? And she was really pushing him since Snow wasn't there, which kind of makes sense since her and Snow are besties. Mm-hmm. But I just like, because I was actually just thinking today, I was like, they really need Red to be more because... She is such a strong character, and I think they've downplayed her a lot last season, and even the, obviously the beginning of this season. Mm. I just I'd like to see her use her power, like use her strength, not necessarily her power. because yeah. that's frightening. But <laughs> you know, I really liked that she was strong female character. Mm-hmm. Yet there was very little of the story Brooke read in her at all this episode. It, no, it, it, it was... I think she is one that pretty much shed that mm-hmm. and is read. Yeah. She's not, I don't even remember what her story Brooke name is now. It's escaping me. I can't remember either. It, it's, it's so confusing. I always think of them as their, their fairy tale character. I names. do too. I like them better. So, Okay, uh, well, that's uh, about the end of our discussion for uh, We Are Both. We are uh, both. So uh, now let's get into some news. So what do we have for news here this week? Okay. Some of the stories I found. Okay, this one. Apparently, the writers are talking about Emma is getting some love interest. Ooh. Gotta love a love interest. Now, they even on Hypable had... My thing's reloading. A poll as to who the audience thinks is going to be Emma's love interest or interests. Because there has been a plural, so maybe they'll have multiple suitors chasing after her. Come on, this is a family program. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I'm just... I'm reading the news, man. (laughs) Um, Right now, the leader is a new fairy tale character that we haven't met yet. The winning by, oh, you know, a thousand or so votes. Mm-hmm. Definitely holding strong at 53%. Number two, they're saying a magically regenerated Sheriff Graham. That's just the the shippers. That's Shippers want a ship. The shippers. You know? Well, the part that agitated me, because I'm not huge on the shipping, 
is for under the other category. They're like, explain in the comments. I was like, oh, I want to see since there were so many people. No, it's basically role playing through the entire comments. The characters are. Or the people's usernames, David Nolan, Mulan, Emma Swan, Henry Williams. All of them, like, vying for their opportunity. Basically, everybody in the comments wants a little piece of swan. You you know what would actually be interesting since, you know, um, Regina's kind of, seems like kind of she's rolling out of the villain role a little bit. And Hook is coming in to fill that void right. is, is what I think is going to happen. Is if the love interest was someone that was diametrically opposed to Hook, like, say, uh, a character, a little character you might have heard of called Peter Pan, mm. which some people have said, hey, maybe Dr. Whale's Peter Pan, too. Uh, that's been one of the people he's been theorized to be, you know, since the beginning of the series. Right. So in in Dr. Whale does like to uh, play the field a little bit. He, to, he does. In t- tonight's episode, he was asking if the nuns were still nuns or if he could, Or you if know, the nuns could, you know, do a little... <laughs> Yeah, that was. But we shall see. Uh, Emma, Emma will be looking for love very shortly. Love so. is in the air for Emma. Good news. Uh, Once upon a time had great ratings for its premiere yeah, episode. Ratings! Woo! <laughs> Leave very me alone. Excited. I'm very excited. Well, you know, following everybody on Twitter, they mm. first were like, "Yeah, we had great ratings," and then like two days later, they're like, "Oh, they revamped them. They were even higher." Then even just today or yesterday, I can't remember which, they were like, no, they revamped them again and they mm-hmm. had even higher ratings. Yeah. And I love seeing that because, you know, they had a good first season, but it could have been better. And it's nice to see them have a strong start. Yeah. And the, the numbers I have here are the midweek numbers. They're the ones I were, was able to pull up the quickest. But as of midweek, it was 11 million viewers, a 3.8 share. And only down 5% from the premiere episode, which is really, really good. Like the uh, initial series premiere from last year. Right. Which is really, really good to only have a 5% drop. drop. Now, obviously, you're going to see those numbers, uh, you know, fall down over the course of time. And then people will get caught up over Christmas and they'll jump back up a little bit. Right. And then they'll fall a little bit again. But a 5% drop from last year, really good. So really good sign that yeah, we'll hopefully get a season three. Definitely. Uh, you know, it, good early showing anyway. Exactly. All right. And our last um, piece of news is some more speculation and such. Who the heck was the guy in New York and why was he not in this episode? Well, TV Line has uh, several clues uh, that, that like clues. they think kind of uh, point to different directions. Uh, what were some of your favorite clues they had? My today? favorite. Okay. I like that. Um, Matt Mitovich took the lovely time to do some freeze frames and he laid them out ABC for me as to the points in the apartment <laughs> that were clues. Um, everybody has tossed out the cleaner and hatter sign, um, which would lead him to believe he is, um, were they, well, it's not the Mad Hatter, it was March Hare mm-hmm. trying to see, putting those two together. But then there's a lot. You see the wooden shoes on the wall. There's all sorts of different radio defi- devices. There's actually, they point out there's a like old school pencil sharpener. So there's lots of ways of communication, mm-hmm. which they're trying to link to Balefire. 
Yeah. So those seem to be two of the highest of speculation as to who this is. Mm. Yeah, I, I, th- I think most people got that inclination, which probably right. means that that's not who it is, and they're gonna, of course, you know, throw a big curveball or something. Right. Um. And then I'm actually just now noticing this one. Um, though they don't have anything to go with it. A woman's bowling trophy. Uh, Who would I, I don't even have a bowling tro- I used to have bowling trophies, but... You know, they they like to throw a lot of, like, hidden clues and things right. like that in, but it, that could also could have been a situation of the set designer. Oh, I need something I need to fill something this to space. Fill here. Right, and that's what that one sort of feels or like. Or it could be very significant. I, exactly. I wish I knew a name of a woman bowler uh, so I could uh, throw, throw, that a, out there. throw that reference Let's out. Let's just call right my now. dad. <laughs> uh, we'll call her Irma Stevens. Irma Stevens. Yeah. There she be. Um, but anyway, they have they have a bunch of clues here for you to look out with nice diagram screenshots from the episode and those links to that article and all the articles will be in our show notes if you want to go to check those out at greetingsfromstorybrook.com. Okay, and finally, uh, we have some uh, comments, questions, concerns, etc. from our newfound listeners. listeners. Uh, thank so you for listening to us. That's listening. really neat. Okay, first off, last week's episode, I I was stuck. I couldn't remember the really good one-liner that Snow had. Yeah. Luckily, a car- uh, someone who called themselves Balefire so, com- hmm. <laughs> commented on the episode on our website uh, with with the uh, one-liner. They say, great work. If I assumed correctly, which you did, this is Snow's one-liner. Snow says... We talked about some inappropriate stuff. One night stands. One night stands, says We Charmin. were cursed. We were cursed. That's the I one-liner. I love that. That's the new, we were on a break. <laughs> I've heard cursed. it a couple times. We were cursed. What was I to do? But I uh, thank you, Bellfire, for uh, yeah, helping, Bellfire. Hel- helping uh, jog my faulty memory there. And then we had John write in with a theory and a question. Uh, first off, the theory, he says, Regina's beloved father is not her birth fa- father. Apparently, Cora had her dealings with Rumpelstiltskin before she met Regina's father, yet Rumpel apparently knew Regina as a baby. I think that the implication is that she was one of Rumpel's many barter babies, like Charming's twin and Cinderella's child, but his exceedingly creepy together again at last speech makes me wonder if he and Cora had a romantic entanglement and that he is Regina's father, which we discussed which we talked about right possibly happening. But the fa- fact that Regina might have been the pawn in one of Rumpel's many deals makes so much sense. Yeah, and it's pretty interesting too. And uh, then he goes on. He had a question for us, uh, and he says. I, by the way, I want to thank John again because he re- he's the one who wrote in with the Frankenstein theory concerning Dr. Whale last week, which thank you very much uh, for being our only person who's – the only person who sent us feedback. If you want to send feedback, <laughs> I'll, I'll go ahead and say before we get to uh, his question for us, you can send it to greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com and you can get links to our Twitter, Facebook, whatever to send any sort of – Feedback, fan theories, uh, ultimate pairings for characters. We would love to hear anything you have to say, mm-hmm. and, you know, we'll talk about it. Yeah, but you can, you can find all the contact info at greetingsfromstorybrook.com. Anyway, on to his question. 
The Mad Hatter's hat, with its doors to other worlds, was mentioned briefly during your last episode, as was the fact that the show's creators are willing to branch out to stories beyond fairy tales into historic legends like Mulan and Lancelot, or novels like Peter Pan and Alice in Wonderland. I was curious about what as-of-yet unmentioned worlds or stories you two would like to see the show take on. Uh, he personally, uh, he says he's heard it hinted that season three could be partially focused around Oz, and he'd love that. And, uh, you know, th- there's a lot of other Disney connections that could bring in, like Hercules. But uh, go ahead, I'll go ahead and let you answer this first. What worlds would you like to see, Anne-Marie? I, re- I really like the Oz. I hadn't even thought of that. Mm-hmm. Like, the flying monkeys... How crazy is that going to be, like, flying monkeys flying through stories? Oh, I can just see them, like, descending down onto the town. And somebody grabs Henry. Like, I think (laughs) – I I really like that Oz one. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I just think – like, yeah. Well, uh, the the Oz, the world of Oz, uh, it's such a rich tapestry, and I know so much there. I know not every book is in the public domain. I'm not sure what Disney owns, what Universal owns, whatever. But, you know, there's so much to draw from there right. that it would be really cool for them to get into. The, I mean, they, you could almost do an entire series just on Oz. As for me, yes, you. I would like to see a nursery rhyme world with, like, oh. three little pigs, three blind mice. Uh, Interesting. Little boy blue. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, we we mentioned fa- I mentioned fables a little earlier in the episode, but... That's one thing that Fables had a lot of was a lot of the nursery rhyme characters, and they were always really cool in the in you know they found really cool ways to flesh them out. So I think a nursery rhyme world a nursery would be cool. Rhyme, would, yeah, I like that. And you know, fan fanboy dream. It would be and since Disney owns them, and I think I mentioned this last week, it'd be cool to see the Marvel universe too. I just don't know what characters you would pull over for yeah. for that. I don't know. I mean, they, they, they do a decent job with the budget they have as far as effects and everything, but superheroes are a whole nother level. That's a whole different level. Of budgeting. That's going to require there already being really good ratings. Mm-hmm. Re- like, astronomical for where we are. Although, I don't know. That would kick the ratings up into high gear. That and would. Sweep, the- sweep. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and uh, here, I'm going to... If if you want to go ahead and tune out now, thank you for listening. I'm going to go ahead and thank go you. over uh, basically who's showing up next week and the episode description and everything like that. So uh, we'll see you later if you want to skip out now. One, two, three. If you're still here, Yay, uh, here here's the episode for next week, the summary for next week. Emma and Snow attempt to find a portal that will bring them and their three allies, Mulan, Aurora, and the brave Sir Lancelot, back to Storybrooke. And Henry attempts to persuade Jefferson into reuniting with his daughter, Grace, while the events surrounding Prince Charming's reunion with his mother, Ruth, are revealed with King George's attempt to kill Snow White and Charming's quest to find the only antidote, which is guarded by the Lady of the Lake. Why are there no periods in that sentence? (laughs) I was waiting and waiting for somewhere to pause. Anyway... Wow. Yeah, but, you know, next week we're going to get Lady of the Lake, we're going to get Sir Lancelot, and we're going we're to get, get Ruth. And ogres. Ogres. Ogres are coming. Ogre, ogres are coming. Trend it. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag ogre, ogres are coming. And uh, then you found found some uh, decent, there's some new spoilers some out concerning spoilers. episode five. Episode five. Most of what we've seen so far has only been going through episode three. 
the crocodile, but episode five is the doctor. And this is when we're finally, finally, three more weeks, we can make it. Who is Dr. Whale? Can't wait to see who that is. The big revelation. Big, you know, it better be good with how much we're all building up to this. Mm -hmm. Let's have it not be, you know, the dish that ran away with the spoon. (laughs) Because who knows? But also, Regina is going to run into a ghost from her past. So I'm assuming that's probably going to be Cora because of everything yeah. that happened tonight. But then that also means either Cora has come to Storybrooke or Regina has gone back to the Enchanted Forest. Interesting. Yes. Hmm. You, you know, when you, when you said the name of the episode, The Doctor, I just thought... Wouldn't it be awesome if one, yeah, if, if one of the doors in the Mad Hatters had opened up into the TARDIS? That would be awesome. It will never happen in a million years. No. But I, I might have to start writing some fan fiction. No fan fiction. No. Just Doctor Who no. Once Upon a Time crossover. No. Be awesome. Anyway. Anyway. Timely Wiley. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we've been going about an hour here. So. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you for indulging us. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for listening. Like I said, you can find. You know, our Facebook page, Google Plus page, email address, Twitter account, everything else at greetingsfromstorybrook.com. Emails to greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com. Right. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. And I'm at A-M-D-E-S-I-M-O-N-E. I'd pronounce it, but it doesn't really – you'd never spell it right. It's okay. <laughs> uh, this is the spelling portion of our program. Yes. <laughs> at the end every this week. This is brought to you by A, B, and C. <laughs> but – I will see you back here next week for the next episode of Once Upon a Time. And until then, greetings greetings from from Storybrooke. Storybrooke.